This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinza. Alright folks, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Decibel Geek Podcast. I am Aaron Camaro, joined in the studio as always by Chris Zinzak. How's it going folks? Hey, we're having fun today. Speaking of having fun, man, I gotta tell you, I had a blast last week when we talked to Dick Wagner. Yeah, we've had some amazing response to that show, um, for, well, even from Dick himself. Uh, his publicist passed along the words that he, he was really happy with how it turned out. And uh, the words are getting spread around pretty uh, quickly all over the internet. So uh, we had a lot of good response. I, wor- I we, we worked pretty hard on that one. Well, you know, and that's the thing we always pride ourselves on. You know, everybody, we say, you know, we're going to interview Dick Wagner. But when it comes down to it, it ends up always being more of a conversation. Same thing with Eddie Trunk. Same mm-hmm. thing with Russ Dwarf. Um, everybody we've sat down and talked to, they're more or less, they're not really interviews so much as they are just, you know, three people hanging out talking about rock and roll you know and that makes it a lot more fun and you know more real i think than you know having a list of questions and going on this date in 1974 (laughs) this happened to you expound upon that you know we're not about that so if there's uh any rock stars out there want to tell some cool stories or just hang out and bullshit with a couple of cool guys such as ourselves just hit us up. Yeah, we're always on the prowl for new interviews and new subjects, and want to um, welcome anyone who got who got turned on to the show through the Dick Wagner episode. I know we picked up a few new listeners there, so um, welcome to the show. We're not an interview only show. We we try to do an interview once or twice a month at, at the most, and then the other weeks we like to yap ourselves and play some tunes, and um, we'd like to do we do theme shows about like years in review and. But what we're doing tonight, which is one thing we do regularly, but this is a little themey version of it, we're doing a Radio Sucks radio show. But this one is not for the is not for the U.S. radio market. This is for our friends up north. Well, that's right, because, you know, we've talked about it, and we tell you week after week, and you guys are out there all over the country, you know, and you know your radio stations suck, and they're not playing you the rock that you deserve. Well, it's not just an em- epidemic here in the United States. You know, like Chris said, our brothers and sisters up to the north, well, guess what? Canadian radio sucks, too. But today, we're going to remedy that because we're doing a Radio Sucks radio show, sticking it to the man. There ain't nothing they can do about it. We're going to do it again (laughs) and again. We're going to do a special Canadian edition of the Radio Sucks radio show with all Canadian artists. Yeah, because we have quite a few listeners that are up in Canada, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure what exactly caused that, other than um, I think part of the reason might be from Mitch LaFon's uh, frequent appearances on the show, the Russ Dwarf interview. Heck yeah. And part of the also reason, i got to give props to uh, Wally Norton, our writer, who he does the regular hoser heavy metal column and he's up there in Canada and he's waving the uh, decibel geek flag along with the maple leaf flag and uh, talking bands and he's turned us on to some good stuff and some of that you're going to hear tonight. And I want, before we get into music, before we jump right in, I got I have to rant a little bit and this relates to why radio sucks. A couple nights ago, me and my wife, well, let me go ahead and first say, I love documentaries and I love mm-hmm. rock and roll music and no, nothing pleases me more than to see a documentary about rock and roll music. Right. Good stuff. I watch them all the time and I've seen most of the the big ones, but there's one that's been pretty big for I think about 10 years now that I had never seen before and me and my wife watched it the other night and it's a movie called Mayor of the Sunset Strip. And it's a. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't. You should check this out. It's um. It's about an LA DJ named Rodney Bingenheimer. And if you're outside of LA, you, you may not have heard of Rodney, but this is definitely a story worth your time and checking into because this guy 
he broke so many artists on um, K Rock in Los Angeles. Yeah, one of the, probably the biggest station in the U.S. And starting out in the late '60s, early '70s, I believe. And the the thing that makes him an interesting guy, other than just a regular DJ, is this guy. I'm not going to go in and tell you the whole life story and everything. He had a very troubled childhood. His father abandoned him, or his father and his mother divorced when he was like three. And his mother was an autograph hound. She loves celebrities. Yeah. So when he was about 15 years old, she drove, drove him out to Connie Francis's house and said, go up to the door and get, get her autograph for me. Wow. He went up to the door, knocked on the door, nobody answered, and his mother drove off and abandoned him oh. in the middle of, of Los Angeles. And he didn't see her again. So he had to make do on the Sunset Strip, which is probably what led him to be called Mayor of the Sunset Strip. But he was in love with rock bands and celebrities and stuff. And this guy really came from a perspective of being a lover of music. And now he didn't have the personality that you would want to have for a DJ. He, you know, and I'm my voice has gotten better over the past year because I've never done DJ work before. Aaron, my co-host here, has got the gift of a radio style voice. He's, he's got the right inflection. No. <laughs> and uh but Rodney if you ever hear his voice he's got a very soft kind of kind of meek sounding voice and he he sounds nothing like what you would expect a DJ to sound like especially in LA yeah in LA it's all about the big voice and everything but um he but he came from such a genuine love of music and from such a genuine place that he wound up befriending a lot of these bands and artists and um just was a part of rock history this movie will show you just him with everybody and like some of the highlights are he he was like very close friends with Sonny and Cher he helped David Bowie get his first American record contract Hmm. um you know he would play bands like Sex Pistols before or The Clash before anyone in America would ever play them he did what we try to do now with the Radio Sucks show he would try to play stuff that you normally wouldn't hear I like this guy already and he would play and he would break all of these huge artists and you would think you know this guy should be looked at kind of like a god and as far as the as far as what K-Rock is concerned I mean he made them a a staple right and then after a few years he and you know he got his own show and everything but like basically he's been shit on most of his life and like over the last 10 15 20 years he's been pushed to the like midnight to 3 a.m slot on sunday night and it's just it just pisses me off because it's like this guy doesn't play the game he right. do, he isn't gonna spend the damn top forty. He isn't gonna he isn't gonna just you know try to kiss the ass of the sponsors, and he's not gonna just he's not gonna take the you know the handshake with the dollars attached from the record companies. He's gonna hear something he think that he digs, and he's gonna play it, and he right. still does that to this day. Doing what he feels is right, playing what right. he thinks the people want to hear. But these corporate radio jackasses that don't give a damn about the music don't ever let anyone make well, you no. think that corporate radio cares about music. They all don't. they care about is money. Money, yeah. That's all they care about. So let me just say, it's a great movie. Watch it. But if you're a music fan like we are, and you especially like rock and roll music, it is going to piss you off. It'll make you angry. It really will. He's an interesting character. He's definitely not not a normal DJ, but he you got you have to give the guy respect for his love of music. And what's the movie called again? It's called The Mayor of the Sunset Strip. Mayor of the Sunset Strip. Everybody check that one out. Well, here's a beautiful thing. We're not making any money. <laughs> you damn right we're not. So nobody can tell us what we can and can't play except our wives. Well, but we don't listen to them half the time anyway, so what would it make difference this time? Yeah. They don't listen to this show. No, they don't. We my can, wife we can is, say whatever we want. My wife wears it like a badge of honor that she's never heard this show. Right. So I guess we're going to go ahead and get into some tunes here. Let me go ahead and preface this. You're not going to hear any Bush tonight. No. No Alanis Morissette. No way. 
No Celine Dion. Hell no. And you're definitely not going to hear any, and you're not going to hear any Aldo Nova. And there's not that Aldo Nova was bad, but because Aldo Nova was partially responsible for Bon Jovi and Celine Dion coming into existence, which I kind of dig some Bon Jovi, but Celine Dion, that's just, that's a deal breaker. Right. So I want you to go first tonight. What do you got? Oh, let's see where to start. Where to start. So many great bands from Canada. Um, I'm going to go with a guy. Everybody knows him. Most everybody loves him. He's got some of the most powerful pipes in hard rock and heavy metal. You know I'm talking about Sebastian Bach. Raised in Petersboro, Ontario, Canada. This one comes off his very latest Kicking and Screaming off the 2011 album. This is Sebastian Bach, John Five on lead guitar. This one's called Lost in the Night.
All right, a little Sebastian Bierk. That's his real name for Bierk. you. Yeah, he wasn't born in Canada, but he was raised there, Petersburg, Ontario. Yeah, he identifies as a uh, Canadian. And uh, one band he played in uh, when he was still in Canada was Madame X. You, you remember them? I've heard of them. I don't know if I've ever heard any of the stuff, though. Connection there would be uh, Maxine Petrucci was the lead guitarist, and she was Roxy Petrucci's sister, and Roxy oh. was the drummer in Vixen. So is Roxy Canadian also? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I better do my research. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But that was uh, Lost in the Night off of the Kicking and Screaming album. That's a good one you'd want to check out. Yeah, it's a good album. The whole thing is really good. All right, I'm going to go into my first pick for the night. And uh, we we haven't we, we do kind of classic metal stuff on here when we do metal, but uh, tonight I want to play something that's some serious metal. Yeah? It's from Canada. Nice. And I'm going to play a little bit of Strapping Young Lad. Now, this band is from Vancouver. They formed in 94. They're kind of an extreme metal band. they got a lot, lots of complex time signatures and blast beats, and uh, m- mainly known for the members Devin Towns and the singer-guitarist, and then Gene Hoagland, who is a monster on drums and has played on damn near everybody's record. He's just I think amazing. He's, isn't he, doesn't he play with Death Clock as well? I think, I think yeah, so. yes, yeah. he does. He does. He plays with everybody. I mean, he's just, he's a genius on the drums. And I, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge Strapping Young Lad fan. I've checked out a lot of their stuff, but I'm kind of an older guy and I don't care much. I like to hear a little bit of melody in my metal. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it's rare that I get into stuff that's just super bone crushing, but, um, this song while super bone crushing it and for the majority of it, the chorus is probably the most melodic thing that I've ever heard this band do. And there was a video out for it. This is from the alien album in 2005. So I want to everybody to go ahead and check this one out. And, uh, I think you'll really dig it. This is strapping young lad with the song with a question mark at the end. Love.
Well, so far, so good. Yes, you are listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast, and we are doing Radio Sucks Radio Show Canadian style. That's right, you hosers. We're rocking it pretty hard so far. Going to keep things rolling. I've got a band here that, you know, they're Canadian, but they got a lot of love here in the United States. I always hear the guys talking about them on that metal show, and it's a band that I like as well. You know, I just happened to pick up the CD probably back in 2003 is when I first heard them, when this one came out. It's a CD called We Sweat Blood. Now my Canadian brothers and sisters out there know I'm talking about Danko Jones. But, you know, other than these guys kick ass, I really don't know a whole lot about the band. Chris, you know anything about Danko Jones? I know a lot more about them now than I did in 2004 because I'm a moron who had a complete opportunity to hang out and watch them and review them in 2004 in a tiny little club here in Nashville. And I said, ah, like what a stupid sounding name and they're not local so screw them wow i was reviewing sh- a show for a local band website that i was writing for and that was my focus and i had just moved back from kansas city and keeping up on what was new in music was the furthest thing from my mind at the time and i wanted to get back into my local roots so two local bands were opening for this group called danko jones that i'd never heard of and I interviewed them, reviewed their sets, and then you know the crowd starts building up, and uh, they're like, Danko Jones is next. And bear in mind, this club only holds 100 people tops. Right, yeah, it's a little tiny place. Tiny place. It's called The End, and it, you'll feel like you've reached the end if you go in there. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, I, I, I passed up. I was like, what a stupid-sounding band name, and they're from Canada. I'm not, I was much less open-minded then as I am now. We love all of our Canadian listeners. But um, Danko Wait, Jones. It, at least you're at a place now in your life where you're able to admit what a moron you were. Well, I'm I'm still a moron, but I'll admit that even now. But, um, yeah, a month later, a friend of mine played me their record and was like, this is Danko Jones. This is an awesome band. And I, it was one of those facepalm moments. It's like, man, I passed up on seeing that. Yeah, because if you would have seen them stuck around that night and checked them out, I'm sure you'd have dug it. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, from what I've researched on them, you know, and what I've learned about them, they're from Toronto. Danko yeah. Jones is the lead guitar or lead vocalist and guitarist, and uh, John Calabrese on bass, Adam Willard on drums. They're like a power trio. You don't see too many of those anymore. No, you sure don't. Formed in 96, um, 2004 was when I missed them for the We Sweat Blood Tour. Yeah. 2002, they opened up for the Rolling Stones on the opening night of the 40 Licks Tour. Wow. Um, the I think not long after that, they toured with Turbo Negro, Sepultura, and The Bronx. The Bronx is a great band. We should play them on the Radio Sucks show sometime. Turbo Negro, too. Yeah, awesome band. Uh, 2008, they opened for Motorhead. Nice. 2009, they toured Canada with Guns and Replacements. I mean, Guns and Roses. Yeah, and Sebastian see? Bach. That's a hell of a resume right there. And Danko Jones himself is like a renaissance man. I mean, the guy, he hosts his own radio show out of Stockholm, which is syndicated all through Canada. He's uh, released spoken word albums, and he's also he also writes columns for four different magazines. The guy's all over the place. Holy shit. I mean, he's busier than Gene Simmons. See, well, we got Kiss into the show. Yeah, five minutes ago, I didn't know nothing about Danko Jones other than they rocked, and now I know all kinds of stuff. I Thanks, know. Chris. It's like I'm an expert. It's, like I, it's almost like I went on Wikipedia and found a bunch of stuff. Almost. 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 So what's the song we're going to play? We're going to go ahead and rock it out right now. You guys crank it up. You're going to love this one. It's the Decibel Geek Podcast presents Radio Sucks Radio Show, Canadian style. This is Danko Jones with I Want You.
Nickelback Free. You're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Yes, indeed. Very rocking tune right there. Danko Jones with I Want You. That's from their 2003 We Sweat Blood. So when I when we first started talking about doing this, we we're going to do the Canadian-style Radio Sucks radio show. Mm-hmm. And it really came about because we've been getting a lot of feedback on the website. You know, of course, we got Wally involved now, and he's putting his Canadian flair on everything you know and and it just seemed like canadian rock was a recurring theme for the last couple of weeks and so when we said let's do another radio sucks radio show with a theme what should we do well you know it just came to us pretty naturally that we were gonna pay tribute to our northern brothers and sisters with some canadian rock and roll good old-fashioned the way you like it yeah um so you know i went i know you went on your facebook page i went on mine and we were asking people you know mm-hmm. name some of your favorite canadian rock mm-hmm. bands you know and quite a response quite a huge response <laughs> you know and for me myself personally you know you mentioned him earlier aldo nova i'm not a huge fan <laughs> of aldo nova but you know the guy's a heck of a guitar player um talk about producers bob rock and bob ezrin both Canadian. Both Canadian. Both Canadian. Um, Brent Fitz. He's was a he's a really good drummer. He's played with Union. He's played with Slash, Alice Cooper, Vince Neil. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't care for his new band, but yeah. What's his new band? Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, he's in that. Yeah, or really? he at least was. Yeah. Wow, I could would have never guessed. I guess I don't listen to him Sound enough. Like to... Nickelback. Yeah, with better drummer. Mm, yeah. yeah. Drum- <laughs> I'll say okay. I'll say the drumming's good because <laughs> it's Brett Fitz. Um, Stacy Blades from the Rocks Gang, and then later on would go on to join L.A. Guns. He's Canadian. The sixteenth variation of L.A. Guns. Right? right. Yeah, the sixteenth variation out there now, but. Uh, you know, real good player, and I, I almost was going to put some of that newer L.A. Gun stuff on there, but there's just so much. Um, here's a band. I wanted to ask you about this, Slick Toxic. I remember them. I remember the name. How could you forget a name like Slick Toxic? Well, yeah, the thing was is I had a buddy back in the day. I think he had the cassette or the CD, and I remember it being really good, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find nothing on them anywhere, and I don't own any of their CDs, but, you know, so it's like one of those mystery things now. It's going to bug me. We'll have to dig for that. We'll I see if we can find, find something from the, the next one. Find us some Slick Toxic to hear. Yeah, any of our Canadian listeners, send us some Slick Toxic. Um, another Canadian band that I really, really like that just barely didn't make the cut on my list, Annihilator. Yeah, they were suggested by a few people I know, too. Yeah, Annihilator's heavy, but, I mean, the guitar playing is killer in it. The solos are all amazing. 
Um, yeah, I better get off that subject. Otherwise, I might switch my list around and put some in. That's how close <laughs> they were to making the cut. Um, of course, everybody knows Anvil. Ugh. You know, Anvil's, yeah, what? Not a fan. Not a fan of Anvil. I'm a fan of Anvil the movie. Or the An- movie. Anvil, yeah. the story of Anvil. Let's right, the story. Around. Well, that's the thing, because they weren't real well-known before that came out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, we, I've heard of them, mm-hmm. you know, and I've listened to them before, you know, and like you, not that big of a fan, but a big fan of the documentary. I thought that was really cool. The documentary is cool, and I'm glad that they got a taste of success because they've obviously put in a lot of hours. Let me go ahead and make a little point here. That movie is a little misleading in the beginning where they show this giant con- this super rock festival in Japan and right. Metallica and I think Scorpions and a few other big bands played at this thing. And it's talking about all these bands made it except for one, and that was Anvil. Right. Let me go ahead and say, if your singer cannot hold a tune in a bucket and plays his guitar with a vibrator, chances are you're not going to get mainstream success. Now, people can get pissed off all they want, but right. I'm sorry, that lips... Seems like a sweet guy, but come on. I mean, their their music was mediocre. They 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 can't play up to the level of Metallica. I'm sorry. There's, right. there's no competition there. Well, and that's what you say, you know, these like Metallica and Megadeth and all these bands right. that are their contemporaries and tracks. Yeah, you know, these <laughs> bands are all a little better than Anvil and that's maybe you right. know, well, and, that's and, definitely and, why. And the documentary was it was, you know, it was heartwarming to see them get a taste of success, and I'm happy for them. As people, they and, seem like great guys. And the fact that they've, you know, stuck it out for so long. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of bands out there. There's something to be there, said for that, know? sure. But there's I mean, a lot of bands out there that, you know, have have battled it out for years and have earned their core group of fans, and those mm-hmm. core group of fans keep the bands afloat, keep them putting out right. new music all these years. You know, the Enough's Enough's out there, the, the Crocuses that have had, you know, <laughs> God knows how many albums, well, and they're still cranking them out, you know? And the Anvil movie is a good representation. It's like a microcosm of all of those bands. Right, exactly. And, it's, it, it, and it, it served its purpose and showed the world how difficult it is. It's not just sex, drugs, rock and roll, and all the fame and glory. It's a lot of hard work. It's driving around in a bus. It's serving food at a cafeteria if you have to. Right. You know, I give the guys props for being great guys. The music, I don't think is good. But That's my opinion. But speaking of Anvil, there is a new band in Canada... Just signed a record deal, and they are going to be opening for Anvil in Calgary soon. I'll put the date up on the website. Plus, people may listen to this a year from now, so the date doesn't really matter. But this band is called Striker, and they are produced by Michael Wagoner here down in Nashville. The right. new the new album. They were recently signed uh, a record deal. I think it was Napalm Records is the name of the the uh, label, and they're from Edmonton. And they're really good. I mean, there's a serious. You can hear the distinct Maiden influence, a little bit of King Diamond in the ty- in some of the music, or I should say, King Diamond. King Diamond. You do it better than me. <laughs> but um, Striker's a really good band, and we're gonna go ahead and premiere a new segment on the show. And every now and then, when we do Radio Suck shows, we're gonna do um, a new band that you may not have even heard of. That's that's you know, they're a young group with the right spirit and the right kind of soul. So this is a new segment called Fresh Blood, and this is Striker with Forever. Some hope for the future. This is Fresh Blood.
How's it going, eh? You're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast, and we are doing it Canadian style today. All the Canadians are making fun of our horrible imitations of their accent. Well, you know, I am originally from Wisconsin, so that does make me half Canadian. Yeah, you're a, you're kind of an adopted Canadian. Damn near Canadian, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of great stuff out there that maybe not everybody's turned on to. And like we said, you know, Radio Sucks Radio Show is all about sticking it to the man. We do it here in the United States. Canada's no exception. Your radio stations suck too. When was the last? <laughs> hey, when was the last time that they played Sebastian Bach for you, or Danko Jones, or Strapping Young Lad, or any of the cool stuff we've been playing? Well, huh? now, now they got, they have they have to get Bush and Nickelback in there. Right. Well, that's the same problem we have here in the United States. Right. You know, so so it's it's a worldwide epidemic here. You know, and we're trying to relieve that one one decibel geek pod episode at a time. We need some. Yes. We need we need a little bit of female flavor on this this episode. Episode. So you got something? What a coincidence. Funny you should mention that. What a great segue. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. You know, she's uh hails from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. You know, the Canadian fans probably know who I'm talking about already. She played bass in Hole and the Smashing Pumpkins. She's got her own solo stuff out that is just killer. I'm talking about Melissa Oftermar. Am I saying that right? Oftermar. I, I don't know, but all I know is she's hot and I had a huge crush for her back in the day. You know, and she is hot, but she also rocks, and I'm going to prove it right now. Radio Sucks Radio Show doing it Canadian style right now. This is Oftermar from 2004 with Skin Receiver.
All right, that was Melissa Oftermar with Skin Receiver. That's sexy. I'd like to be the skin giver. Yowch. But anyway, let me uh, get off Google Images and put the Jurgens away. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we're, I'm over here rocking out, and you're over there staring at her picture. I'm sorry. It's kind of distracting. All right, anyway. Back to music. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can't think of really great Canadian hard rock and metal bands without thinking about the Killer Dwarfs. Absolutely. Russ Dwarf, big big friend of the show. We interviewed Russ last year. we got to get him on again to do like a top five or something. Absolutely. I mean, we had so much fun hanging out and talking talking to Russ Dwarf that day. Yeah. We are. We laid out the invitation that day for him to come back on the show anytime. You know, yeah. he let us know that he had fun too. Yeah. But we, you know, we already knew that. He's uh. We he's, know what's going on he's, around here. He's been on the road quite a bit, but uh, I think sometime this summer we're going to plan to have him on. Yeah, even if it's just come back on and bullshit with us for a little while about some unrelated subject. <laughs> Any, it, anything to get Russ back on the show, it, I'm cool with. He's very entertaining. And uh, Killer Dwarfs, if you don't know, formed in 1981 in Oshawa. All members of the band use the last name Dwarf. That's where the name comes from. They're um, related. The uh, eighty the eighty three self titled debut album had a very kind of rush similar to Rush sound to me. Well, you know, I always thought it was like kind of a blend between like Rush and Quiet Riot a little bit. Yeah, they had know? a little bit of that, that, that more of an eighties sound too. And then you had Stand Tall came out in eighty six, and uh, Keep the Spirit Alive was kind of the first video that broke in America for them. Right. I always loved this. They always had a good sense of humor in their videos, and. Um, 88 had the big deal album with we stand alone which was that was a more of a breakthrough for them. right but uh and then it spent 1988 opening for iron maiden which we talked about in the interview with russ at length if you uh if you want right. to check that out go back and listen to that interview yes take a walk back through the archives you'll find all kinds of wonderful things that was the first uh interview aaron camaro did on this show. it was you know and what a great way to break it in you know and i'm like not sure what it's going to be about, you know, and they're a little mm-hmm. apprehensive about the Decibel <laughs> Geek podcast. And then it's like, oh, well, we're going to talk to Russ Dwarf. And I said, I'm in. I'm in. I'm totally in. Sealed now. the deal. Sealed the deal. Let's call Russ and get this thing signed in the blood. And before I intro the song, I do want to mention a nice little trivia fact that uh, th- I didn't really know until recently. Um, in 1987, there was a really cheesy B horror movie that came out called The Gate. Did you ever see The Gate? Hmm. No, it sounds familiar. It was mostly about these two kids that are maybe 11, 12 years old, these two boys. One of them played by Stephen Dorff, who wound up being like the villain in the movie Blade and stuff. Hmm. But I think it was filmed up in Canada. And um, Stephen Dwarf, Stephen Dwarf, not Dwarf. That's an interesting. Oh, see? Uh, that's yeah, an that's interesting. I was, was going to ask, is he in the band too? He should have been, but um, yeah. but yeah, the the basically the movie is about a kid who finds he digs up a hole in his backyard and it's the gate to hell and all kinds of crazy stuff happens. I hate when that happens. But uh, his best friend in the movie is this nerdy kid named Terry, and the whole movie he's wearing this jean vest jacket thing, and it's got a Killer Dwarf's back patch on it. Nice. And I watch I, I watched this movie when I was a kid. Me and my brother used to be play on HBO endlessly. He doesn't get killed at the end does he nah um the power of the back patch it came it, it would come on all the time and i never really paid attention to the killer dwarfs thing and then i watched it on netflix a few weeks ago with my wife because like you have to see how bad this is but it's fun to watch right and i was like holy shit that's the uh, killer dwarfs back patch and then i so i sent russ a message asking him about it i was like did you ever yeah. see this and he, he sent me a message back saying yeah i still have the jacket nice so yeah I'm, when we have him back on we, i want to get the full story of how that jacket wound up with him and everything and their their Heck, involvement yeah, that's cool but anyway so let's go ahead There's a to, lesson to the kids out there no matter if you're digging a hole to hell the the way to save the day is with the killer dwarf there you go <laughs> so now i'm gonna let you save the day right now well this is probably i would say the most well-loved song that the band ever put out as far as what i've seen And it's one of my favorite songs that they ever did. This is off of the 1992 album Dirty Weapons. It's the title track, Dirty Weapons. (laughs) 
Yes, indeed. Got to love those killer dwarfs and the dirty weapons. Russ, if you're out there, I know you're rocking, baby. Get back with us. We want to have you back on the show. You're welcome anytime. You know that. Uh, we're doing today Radio Sucks Radio Show. It sucks all over the continent. It's not just in America. It's in Canada as well. But we're here to remedy that. We're playing all the most kick-ass Canadian hard rock and heavy metal that we can fit into our time slot right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. And we're starting to run out of time, so we got to keep things moving. But for my next pick, this is one of the heaviest, darkest songs I think I've ever heard. You know, maybe maybe not heavy on a like a Slipknot or a Slayer kind of level. Heavy in attitude. But a heavy in attitude. Definitely heavy in attitude. This one, we're going to take a trip all the way back to 1968 with a band who's known for songs like Magic Carpet Ride and, of course, Born to be Wild. But this one, you guys are going to love this. If you've never heard this before, I want you to crank you're it up. For a treat. It's, it's kind of a spooky song, but I think you're going to like it a lot. This is Steppenwolf from Toronto, Ontario, Canada with The Pusher. You know I smoke a lot of grass. Oh, Lord, I popped a lot of pills But I've never touched nothing mm-hmm, That my spirit could give You know I've seen a lot of people walking around With tombstones in their eyes But the pussy don't care oh, If you live or if you die God damn The pusher
Back in rock. It's just like a... Oh. 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 A hot night. Oh. Yes. 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 You're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Listen to the Decibel Geek Podcast on your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones with Stitcher. Stitcher's smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at stitcher.com. Stitcher smart radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Hi, this is Mama Cash. You're listening to the... So um, Steppenwolf's a great pick. I, that's kind of out of left field. I don't think people were expecting us to play that. No, probably not. You know what? And thinking about it, too, that's probably the oldest song we've ever played on the Decibel Geek podcast. It would have to be. Yeah, 68. Yeah. I'm going to play some Benny Goodman one of these days. Oh, no, you're Swing not. Swing time, baby. I'll play Nickelback. Fuck you. Well, there you um, go. All right. So, Mexican, it's a Canadian standoff. Well, speaking of speaking of people talk, <laughs> speaking of people wanting me to play Nickelback. All right, 
I mentioned Wally earlier. I'm going to Wally Norton. This is for you. Um, you you keep harping on me to play Nickelback, and you say, "Listen to Side of a Bullet" with Dimebag Daryl. I've listened to that song. They play it here in Nashville along with every other damn Nickelback single. I love the guitars on it. The guitars are good because it's Daryl. Right. The, they're not bad musicians. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Nickelback doesn't know how to play music. They right. do know how to play music. But they have that ass clown Chad Kroger singing for them, and he sounds like he's pushing out a turd every time he sings. Right. That's what I don't like about them. Well, see, and I think it kind of boils down to, you know, and, and you know, we've got a lot of Canadians that I'm sure tuned in today, and, and everybody's got their take on Nickelback. But if if there's anybody up there that's like me, you know, we had the same problem as you guys had a couple of years ago. You know, well, more than a couple of years ago now, but, you know, the same problem that you guys have with Nickelback in Canada, we had in America, and it was called Creed. <laughs> you know, so I think it's basically, you know, two different sides of the border, but the same problem between Nickelback and Creed, you know, where it's basically the band is is pretty good. You know, all the Nickelback I've heard, the music, the guitars have all been killer. You know, same, well, same with Creed. You know, Creed always had good music it's, in the background for the most part yeah but it's it's the douchebaggery of the lead singers that wrecks it for everyone well, and i'm not even going to say it's totally the singer it's like they're all capable musicians and they know how to play their instruments but the production is also a big part of that the it's that sterilized dry ass processed right. sound with and a lot of the and yeah i know side of a bullet's an kind of a, an exception but a lot of the stuff that they get released is just this cookie corn cookie cookie cutter formulaic mm. shit and it's just right. i i can't get into it guys i mean wally i know i love you bud but i can't get into them. i'm not going to play any nickelback but i am going to play another band that you suggested and i just checked them out from your suggestion because i don't i didn't go deep into canada stuff when i was younger this is a band called coney hatch and they're from toronto Put a put three albums out. Uh, first one came out in 1982, self-titled album. Singer guitarist Carl Dixon uh, would go on later to join April Wine and play with the Guess Who. Oh yeah. Um, to me, this band kind of sounds like what they sound like. What Foreigner would sound like. Early Foreigner would sound like with Michael Shanker playing lead guitar. Well, so far that sounds like a winning combination to me. I'm ready to hear it. I've I think you like it. it Pretty good melodic old uh, hard rock tune from '82. Uh, this is Coney Hatch with Devil's Deck.
See, that's the beautiful thing about the Radio Sucks radio show that we put on here at the Decibel Geek Podcast is that even we get turned on to music once in a while. So thanks, Wally, for turning us on to that one. Absolutely. I like it. Coney Hatch right there. So after today, you guys definitely can't feel like you guys are not being represented here on the Decibel Geek Podcast because, hey, I mean, we've given Canada more props than I think we've done our own home country here, <laughs> Probably, honestly. Yeah. We're going to have to do a Radio Sucks radio show Ecuador next, right? <laughs> I was going to say we do one for the United States, but that's every day. Well, before we go, let's go. Let me go ahead and again thank everyone who's come on board since the Dick Wagner episode. I know yeah. we've got some new listeners, and thank you always to the, our regular faithful listeners. You guys make what we do worth doing. We love getting your feedback. Please give us likes, ratings, reviews on iTunes, anything you can do. Just tell us how much what you like. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like, because we're always trying to make the show better. Because we actually do... You know, we we read our feedback and we look into it and we find out what you guys like, what you don't like, what you what you're digging, what you're not digging, and we try to base the show on that. Hence, what we're doing today with the uh, Canadian version of the Radio Sucks Radio Show, where you know recently it just seemed like we're it's been a Canada's been the topic of a lot of discussion as far as hard rock and heavy <laughs> yeah. metal on the Decibel Geek um, website. The website, yeah. which is www.dbgeekshow. Dot blogspot.com. Did rem- I get it right? Yeah, you yes. did. You're getting good at this. Yes. That's like two weeks in a row, baby. I'm on it. Rub those brain cells together. <laughs> the last two. <laughs> Let me go ahead and also thank everyone who did who did give us suggestions for what to play on this show or good of good Canadian hard rock and metal bands. Yep. And I will I want to thank all of you for your suggestions. If your thing didn't play, then hey, we may do this again for Canada. But um, we could easily could. You know, so much great Canadian music out there that we could easily do a radio sucks you know radio show Canadian style too. No problem. No sweat. Anytime. Maybe we're, get we're Wally to come challenge. on with us. That, That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah, Wally's Wally's pretty smart when it comes to this stuff. You know, because we are here in the United States, so we're not there in Canada, but Wally is. And if you see Wally out there, he is our official Canadian representative, so you give him props. Thank you, Wally. All right, we're giving him too much airtime. That's it. right. So you know, let's <laughs> see. We've, we've played all these great bands, you know, all these great Canadian bands, but I just feel like something's missing. What could we, what have we forgotten? Is there, is there something we've forgotten? I think it's a, a certain trio from Canada oh, that's yeah. been around for quite a long time. That's right. Of course. How could we do the Radio Sucks radio show Canadian style? How could we do it? 
without Rush. And so no better way to wrap this one up than from their debut album all the way back in 1974. You guys know them, you love them. From Toronto, Ontario, Canada, this is Rush with What You're Doing. And we'll see you guys next week right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Bye, everybody.
Remember to check us out at dbgeekshow.blogspot.com, facebook.com slash decibelgeek, and Twitter at decibelgeekpod. Also available for free on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. 